Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And I was just so proud of him thinking, you know, he's just going to go places. And I had no idea that that would be the last time that I would see him alive. I sometimes think, you know, maybe he did have too much ambition. And one of the main reasons he went to see the Predator is he was luring him with job opportunities, saying that he could get, you know, this amazing career going for him. And I think, Breck, you were 14, you know. Welcome to Grief Encounters with me, Sasha Hamrog. And I'm Venetia Quick. We're a weekly podcast that looks at an issue that affects us all and yet remains so difficult to talk about. We'll be chatting to guests from all walks of life on the subject of death and all that comes with it. Our main aim is to motivate, comfort and create a modern space for people to share their own experiences. Could you think of someone that could benefit in listening? Tell them about Grief Encounters out every single Tuesday. In this episode, we talk to Lauren Lefebvre, who is founder of the Breck Foundation. Um, I think if anybody has young teenagers at home who are into gaming, they are going to certainly be chatting to their kids mm-hmm. about um, what they're playing online and who they're playing with, mm-hmm. certainly after hearing this. Um, I know it was the first thing I did mm-hmm. over the weekend after we recorded it. Um, it's quite a horrific story mm-hmm. and it's quite um, shocking as to how it can happen. Yeah. Um, Lauren's son, just to give you the background, was murdered in February 2014 after being groomed online. She's amazing. She truly is amazing. I couldn't believe the one thing that really struck me when we were talking to her was oftentimes with these kinds of stories, you hear parents say, I had no idea. Friends, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this was going on. She did. She was such a brilliantly aware parent who Mm -hmm. was... Uh, didn't feel did, it didn't sit right with her from the start that her relation her son's relationship with this kind of person he'd met online um, and she'd done so many things from going to the police from setting up parents groups um, and and that broke my heart to yeah. think that she the had fact she tried her best she tried to prevent it, uh, this. to prevent it and, and it, she wasn't able yeah. to um, the circumstance just was out of her control at that point um, she's done so much in her son's name and it was interesting, you know, my daughter is only just over two, so I haven't really started thinking of this stuff yet, but your kids are, mm. are you know, much more starting to become into that age mm. group. And I could just watch during the during, during the podcast, I was watching you and I could see you really taking it in thinking, these are really big issues yeah, that we need to talk about. Yeah, they are, because it's sort of, especially as she, she points out as well, like she's separated, yeah. so she's sort of single parenting and 
when you're bringing up your kids on your own and very much on your own, you're trying to do everything. You're mm. trying to watch everything. And sometimes the sort of older ones, you might just let a little bit other grand because yeah. they're a tiny bit older. But this is certainly something if you have teenage kids, you'll want to go home and talk to them after. I certainly had a very long yeah. conversation with my 13 year old about uh, who he plays with online. You know, if anybody has ever approached him that mm. shouldn't approach him online that and also how important it is that he's open with me mm. should that happen because this is a very very scary situation um she's lost her lovely son who she's still obviously very yeah. much connected um, to oh, and a part of her life yeah, yeah. and it it's 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 a very very uh, scary um, situation mm. for a lot of parents and especially if like me you have no interest in gaming you don't know really what they're doing half the time so I think the lesson from this episode will be talk to your kids find out what they're doing and really really have a look mm. at what they're doing online and I'd love to see more of her work brought here so I'd love to because she does she educates people yeah. in, in this area um, and it would be great to see that kind of more widespread yeah absolutely Our guest this week is Lauren Lefebvre, who is a mother and campaigner trying to raise awareness about the dangers of online grooming. Sadly, in 2014, her son Brecht was murdered after being groomed by a fellow gamer who he entrusted. This is a really, really difficult conversation to have, and it must be hard for you to relive this and talk about this. Mm. But can you take us back a little bit to what happened and how he kind of got involved with this person? Well, Brecht from a young age loved everything to do with fixing, making, putting together how things worked. So, uh, of course, he loved computing. He loved to take the computer apart and, and put it back together. And he was always upgrading it and making it faster, more efficient. And when he was in uh, secondary school, he had to switch years in year nine when he was 13. And he had to start with new friends. But he happened to run into people that he knew back from primary school. And these were friends that were his best friends when they were little. They'd play on the playground together, playing Legos and chasing each other around the playground. So when they invited him into this gaming group, for all of us, it felt like a safe place for him to mm -hmm. be. I knew the parents. I knew where the boys lived. I had been to the house. And so I was really pleased that his new uh, mm -hmm. secondary school, he was he was finding those connections. Um, I could hear him in his room. The door would be open, laughing, joking, having a good time and playing a lot of sort of war games, even though he wasn't violent within himself. He liked sort of the team um, mm. war games mostly. And and he started off on Minecraft, absolutely loved that. So I remember one day, though, I was um, in the kitchen and I overheard a man's voice and it really didn't sound right. It didn't fit in with the rest of the boys. And when I questioned Breck, he basically said it was the guy who ran the server and the boys had been gaming with him for years. And they had, in fact, been gaming with his predator for some of them up to four years. Wow. So they felt comfortable at this point yeah, with the person, person who was, yeah, they felt comfortable. Would they have met him in real life as well as just kind of... No one had met him in real life. And in fact, he hid his identity because he said he worked in New York City undercover, uh, working for the U.S. government. And I would say to Breck, that sounds like, you know, that sounds unbelievable. At mm. 17 years old, he claimed to be 17 years old, although his picture that he showed looked more like a 13-year-old, which made me suspicious. Mm. His voice sounded deeper and and confident, and he was sort of in control. 
And straight away, I just I had an instinct that it didn't feel quite right. The boys only saw him once on a live sort of Skype call on TeamSpeak. Um, that they saw his his identity enough that they could tell that he was actually a teenager like them. And so that let their guard down. Uh, I had been warning them it could be some creepy old guy like you see in the news occasionally. Mm -hmm. That was my idea, my stereotype of, of who a dangerous person would mm -hmm. be. And so they had seen him once, and I think that really... Um, made them think, well, Breck's mom can't be right. This isn't some creepy old guy. He's a teenager like us. But it's not the thing as well where, like, I've a 13-year-old I've a who loves his PS4 and, again, started on Minecraft and now goes into... It's like a social thing. Absolutely. And his best friend lives in Spain, so it's sort of like that's how they agree to meet online at, like, seven or whatever. If I was to say to him oh, be careful. It's like, oh, mom. Do you yeah, know what I mean? It's almost yeah. this thing where I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, and we kind of don't, you know. Mm -hmm. We didn't grow up. Well, I didn't grow up with it. You know, I if I had to find out what was going on, I'd go buy a magazine, you know, or, yeah. or we'd go to the library. So they have access to so much. So Breck sort of did look at me as if, like, I didn't know anything because I didn't get, you know, everything about technology that he did at, at a really young age. Mm -hmm. He could fix a computer from, you know, 10 years old, and he was a whiz. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he didn't believe that I knew I knew anything really probably mm -hmm. and also I think it's, it's a thing that it's their world it's yeah. like a completely different I mean I've no interest whatsoever in some of the games they play I don't yeah. I don't understand why it's so appealing mm. I know and I think kids pick up on that and that sort of makes the divide bigger in between the parent and the child who's gaming yeah I agree and maybe with younger parents who have grown up more with technology and mm. the internet might be able to relate, you know, the younger parents might be able to relate more to their children, but then technology moves so fast, it'll still have that gap. There'll always mm -hmm. be that gap. And we did have that, even though Breck and I uh, had a great relationship, and he was the only one that really talked about what he was doing online. I was the only parent that knew. I was the one that was going to other parents and saying, you know, I'm not mm -hmm. sure about this guy. Breck, Breck and I were close in so many ways, but yet when it came to gaming and computing, he knew that, that I just didn't relate. If it's okay, just you to say how close you guys were and, and what that relationship was like. What was he like? Well, he was an easy, chilled guy. I mean, right from the start, it took me years to have him. Um, and when he finally came, just chilled baby, and he was a chilled teenager. Um, not the kind of kid that you would think would be any trouble. And that's mm -hmm. part of the, the problem, too, is he wasn't showing up as having any vulnerabilities. So nobody recognized that... You know, he would be the kind of kid that could be groomed, but it just shows that anyone can be groomed, any schoolboy, any child, any, any, you know, any child of any age. And so um, he loved, uh, well, I loved when we'd go camping because Breck would be unplugged and he would make the camp campfires and put up the tent and do all the sort of fixing around the campsite. Uh, but after three or four days, he'd start to get a bit twitchy because he mm -hmm. wanted to get back on but the internet. But that's normal, though. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's like for anybody listening who's starting to get concerned, <laughs> yeah. that is a normal yeah. thing yeah. that they start to go because they miss their friends. Yeah, um, yeah. Sort yeah. Of a, it's, I think it's the social side of well, it and that he, slightly worries me about gaming. He did prefer to socialize through gaming rather yeah. than face-to-face. -face. Mm -hmm. I mean, one day a guy came to the door and said, hey, you want to kick a football around in the park? And Breck said, no, I'm, I'm fine. And he went back to his gaming mm -hmm. and that's how he enjoyed socializing and he mm -hmm. he wasn't shy he actually had you know a nice circle of friends at, at school and and had a laugh with them he had a good sense of humor where he wasn't sort of the the clown or, or a bully at all he was just one of the guys having a laugh and mm -hmm. uh, didn't see himself as the type of child that would 
fall for something like this. And like you said, a smart child as well. Like he was really, obviously really intelligent. Yeah. He was. I mean, he had great grades and mm. and didn't you know didn't necessarily have to try that hard. He just had a he had that kind of brain that just could yeah. figure things out. Mm. He could look at things and figure them out. You talked about hearing the voice and going that's sort of feeling uncomfortable. When did you realize that things were actually a lot more serious? Um, you'd anticipated. You know, I mean, this happened over a year. And at the beginning, I tried to get to know the predator. I would chat with him and ask him about New York City. You know, wow, that sounds great. I've only visited. What's it like to actually live there? And he never had New York stories and he never seemed to be on their time zone. Time zone where, you know, my family oh, yeah. still live where I grew up. And, and Breck always had an answer, though. Oh, mom, that's because, you know, he doesn't have to answer to a boss. He's contract. He works his own hours. Breck had an answer for everything because this predator mm. was feeding the boys answers. Yeah. He had built up these relationships over years. So I think at the beginning when I'd go in Breck's room, I'd even drop a bit and then talk to them and say, hey, guys, what's going on? And the predator would actually chat with me. Hey, mom, how are you? And we would have conversations. And I was trying to gather, you know, information. I Google stalked him. I couldn't find any photos attached to any of his profiles. And I thought, wait a minute, you know, we're begging our teenagers not to overshare and overexpose themselves online. And here's a supposed teenager who was hiding his identity. So he had an answer for everything, but I just didn't feel that there was truth in it at 17 years old, already having that much success. And so as time went on, he hated that I was the kind of mom that had Brett get off the computer at a certain time, Mm. that he was meant to go to bed. He was meant to come to dinner. He was meant to Mm. do some family activities and go to church with us. And and this predator was hating that. He wanted Breck 24-7. He didn't want me to have any control over my son anymore. And so the tables turned then where I became the bad guy, which is exactly what a groomer wants the parent to be, the bad guy. And so Breck saw me as the one that was controlling and manipulative when really it was, it was, you know. And how did that manifest itself? Was it just a change in temperament? Was it a change in attitude towards you? Well, Breck's personality started to change and he got a bit stroppier, but, you know, anyone with a teenager, teenager. they do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it was hard for me to tell, especially, you know, being my first child. Yeah. But I sensed that uh, it, it wasn't just puberty. It wasn't just wanting more independence. It felt like everything that Breck said was sort of prefaced by what the predator thought, what what he wanted, what he expected. Mm. And I felt like Breck stopped sort of speaking for himself, but was always speaking based on what this other guy expected of him. Mm. And it just, it didn't feel right. I, I started from early on thinking that they were being groomed. And I thought it was for, in my head, something sexual. I didn't know the real terminology, child sexual exploitation. Yeah. I thought maybe he, because, um, because the picture that he portrayed as himself at the beginning was a very gorgeous teenager. You know, I mean, we all think our kids are gorgeous, but this picture that he was pretending to be at the beginning was really dressed up, looked like a model from a cologne advert or something. Mm. And I thought the picture straight away sort of screamed out, hey, guys, I'm gay. Are you too? You know, mm. I didn't mind if Breck or any of the boys were gay. I mean, mm. they just they weren't even into relationships mm. at that point. They were into gaming. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't want is for some stranger online pushing their sexuality mm. onto the boys before they were ready right, to yeah. decide for themselves. So first, I thought the grooming was for something sexual, meaning maybe exchange naked photos, live stream, uh, something sexual or meet up for something mm-hmm. sexual. And that was my first kind of concern. As time went on, because um, this predator was so opinionated, I started to think they were being radicalized because there was no gray areas with him. Everything was black or white and you had to 
agree with him or, you know, he would get upset. And so he was against all religions. He was against even education, saying he was self-made, saying they didn't need to waste their time. He could help them get apprenticeships and career opportunities. He was against all governments. And yeah, we you know, governments, we have some problems both here mm-hmm. and in the U.S., but he was just completely mm-hmm. against anything that was sort of established. And I just felt that that was dangerous. He didn't sort of have a, a balanced view on things. It was always his way or the highway. And was this happening with the other kids as well? Well, I would hear it sort of online when I would be hanging out in Breck's room, but also it was what Breck was saying to me. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, afterwards, yes, a lot of times um, he had such strong opinions that the, the boys would even get into fights. Now, I didn't really hear the fights, but that, as the investigation sort of played out afterwards, some of the older boys got fed up and they stopped buying his sort of bullshit because mm. he had so many lies about mm. making $2 million in Bitcoin trades and mm. giving it all away to Syrian rebels. I mean, that sounds ridiculous and I can't believe Breck would even believe it, but these lies were told over years and so a lot of times they were kind of passed from the boys to other boys rather than the predator having to actually reiterate everything Mm. himself he was sort of this mentor Mm. that they all looked up to so to me didn't seem real but to the boys the younger ones especially the 13 14 15 year olds they looked up to this guy as time went on the older ones started to see through it and they left the gaming group and that's mm. when it became more dangerous really for the younger ones mm. they left them more exposed it did what mm. happened then well i was so concerned i received sort of a letter from breck that turns out when i went to print it out it was it was actually written by this predator telling me how i should parent what we should be doing within our own household and i thought wait a minute this guy's actually even controlling me I couldn't get through to Breck, you know, even though Breck had had sort of e-safety assemblies at school, they weren't teaching about grooming and exploitation. They weren't talking about predators and pedophiles. You know, it was all the do's and don'ts that children learn from the start about not giving out your name or address. And, Mm. you know, by this point, they were teenagers. They had exchanged all sorts of ways of communicating. They did talk about where they lived. And so Breck just couldn't see it. And the child being groomed, you know, it could feel good. I didn't know it, but Breck was being given all the boys free software, free games games, helps and Mm -hmm. advice and, you know, sort of like a big brother scenario. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know about different agencies. I hadn't ever heard of CEOP before, the Child Exploitation and Online Protection Command. I didn't think to go to some of the other charities that I wish now I had thought about, but I went to the police and I made a report because I was so worried. And I handed over his real name, his alias, which mm. you know made me suspicious. Mm. Um, he claimed he was 18 at this point. I said I thought he was older. I gave them the details of where he claimed to live, New York, then London, and then in the county of Essex, and the stories. And I told them I thought the boys were being groomed. I was told three times that police intelligence would be checked and they'd look into the you know national computer and then they told me to take away Breck's computer now one of the stupidest things that. one yeah, of the yeah. stupidest yeah. things that you know uh, in the list of stupid things I've done in my life is to take away a computer and think that that's going to work yeah. because what prompted that uh, then was the predator sent Breck a brand new smartphone so they could communicate in mm. secret And everything went underground then, which made Mm. it more dangerous. Uh, And that's where a predator wants it. I actually organized a meeting with other parents that I had the numbers of, you know, uh, uh, back from primary school. And we got the boys together. We sat them down and we just calmly said, we're worried. And, you know, and the boys just defended him. You know, he's a great guy. He teaches us things and it's the best place to game. We said, "Okay, great. We'll meet up. You know, we were Mm. willing to meet up, you know, in town, have a coffee. And the boys said he'd never meet up with any of us because parents are all too judgmental. 
we're all put in one boat. Mm. And so we said, then, fine, we're going to have to forbid you from gaming, speaking or socialising to this guy. And the boys agreed, said they would go to a different server with some other friends from school. Uh, what I didn't know is Breck had been instructed to record that meeting on a little MP3 oh, player. God. So the predator now knew exactly what we thought about him in our own words. And it went underground then, and it became more dangerous. I have no idea how I didn't hear that sort of deep and distinctive voice during that period because I think the boys did try to break away, but they just did enjoy gaming and spending time with this predator. And Breck that very month had an, uh, an e-safety assembly, but neither he nor any of his friends were taught what they needed to be taught. They, they didn't learn digital resilience and about healthy relationships and how to recognize the signs of grooming. And he even rolled his eyes when I asked him how the assembly was, and he just said it was so boring. And that's why our work with, you know, with Breck Foundation, we try our best to engage young people mm. in an interesting, you know, proactive way so that we don't just bore them to death. Because... See, it's just a difficult age as well, because oh. at that age, I mean, I have a young teenager and like at that age, they know they know it all. I was mm. the same at that age, mm. do you know what I mean, without all the gaming yes. and everything. So it's it's a very difficult age to get through as a parent sometimes and to actually for them to take what you're saying to them seriously. Yeah, I mean, we all, if we think back, engaged in risk-taking behaviour mm. and, and that is normal. Um, unfortunately, you know, maybe what we did didn't put us into the situations that children now are being put into mm. with, with the added dangers of the internet. But everything seemed like it was back to normal. Breck actually was easier to be around. He was his normal self, what I considered his normal self again. Mm. Chilled, laid back, helpful around the house, did his chores quickly to get him out of the way. And I thought we'd fix the problem. He had even help, he was helping me retrain on the computer. So we were spending time together. We even redecorated his room at that point. I have no idea how this predator was still in Breck's, you know, Breck's life. Mm. And the police investigation... Police asked me why Breck had three rooters in his bedroom, and I kind of went, "Huh?" So I think every time I try to set parental controls, you know, within the house, um, Breck would find a way around it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, the technology is not the answer for teenagers when they're younger. Sure, you know, when they're young, Mm -hmm. we can put on parental controls, uh, but as they get older, that they can run circles around Mm -hmm. us. And and even saying that, my younger son was shown porn in the park in year four. So we had parental controls on at home, but in the park, mm. somebody handed him a phone and, and showed him, you know, yeah. porn yeah. in the park. So, you know, we we have to talk about what they might view, how they Outside should react, our, who yeah. they should tell, because we, we yeah, we can't yeah. can control them in a minute. And I think at a younger age as well, I mean, yeah. because they're coming up with, like, the whole, did you have the whole Momo thing yes. over here? Mm. That came up at home. My six-year-old, actually, and I'm really, I go through everything. I have a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. And the nine-year-old has an iPad and I go through all the history mm. and all anything, any games he's on comes up on my phone so I can keep an eye on it. But my six-year-old at the time turned around when I was reading the newspaper and went, oh, that's Momo. And I went, how do you know that? And he said, oh, it came up as an ad. So she In actually Arlo, saw it. So he she, saw it oh, he, because he it came up as an ad when Arlo was watching kids YouTube or something like that. you know how many people when we we posted it on our Facebook page Mm. was something to be aware of because that's Mm. what we do we try to bring about awareness and we had you know a few people say well we don't even know if that's real or not and I'm like well you know what it doesn't matter yes I want my children to be aware of what might come their way so that they know how to you know Mm. react and that's the same with the lessons that we teach you know every child won't have the extreme example of what's happened to Breck but I believe every child will be approached online in some way shape or form Mm. 
harm with someone who wa- you know wants to do some sort of harm, whether it's bullying or abuse or exploitation. So we have to teach them so they recognize it. And mm. and sadly, you know, maybe we had more naive days when we were younger, mm. but we actually need to to prepare our children so that they can recognize mm. it and and not put up with it. We talk a lot about the days that led up to the people that we lost you know yeah. those those few, those last few days of the days after are always like quite vivid i know they can be blurry for a lot of people everyone experiences it differently but what were those days um like for you guys because it's the most unimaginable i think one of my favorite memories was when breck and i went shopping for his new um things for his room his bedding and his mm-hmm. you know decorations for his new sort of teenage boy yeah. room and he was so good because I was like letting him pick out whatever he wanted and he would literally look at the prices and if one rug was you know 20 pounds and one was 30 he'd say well this one's just as good as this one mom I'll get the 20 pound mm-hmm. one and he was so conscientious and and we had such a nice time and we even went to Taco Bell which is my favorite American <laughs> treat and I loved the way he, he ate with such gusto he was you know tall and skinny and growing and and he just, I said, and I remember saying, Brett, do you want more? Because he ate so quickly. And he said, no, mom, that's fine. And he was just such an easy kid. And out of all my children, uh, you know, I would never mm. have expected him to be the one to make this sort of mistake. But I think he just didn't recognize the evil in the world, mm. you know. When he was getting ready to go on a school trip, so that was the last time I saw him. And I was kind of helping him pack, not that he needed help because he was quite independent. And in the morning when he was going, he even was getting a lift from someone. And I felt kind of guilty. And I said, are you sure you don't want mom to bring you? I actually had to go to work. But, you know, I, I'm sure I could have Find been late way. for work. <laughs> and so he said, no, mom, that's fine. You know, and, and he, we hugged and kissed and said we loved each other. Mm-hmm. And as he walked away, I was so proud. And I think of the reasons why I was proud. And one is just because he was handsome, which is, you know, he couldn't help that. He was mm-hmm. just what he was. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one, because he was tall. And once again, he couldn't help that. Mm-hmm. But the other one was because he had so much potential uh, because he was going for it. He knew he knew what he was interested in. Mm. He loved the sciences and he loved technology. He joined Air Cadets because he wanted to be a pilot. And I was just so proud of him thinking, you know, he's just going to go places. And I had no idea that that would be the last time that mm. I would see him alive. Mm. And I sometimes think, you know, maybe he did have too much ambition. And, you know, the reason, one of the reasons, main reasons he went to see the Predator is he was luring him with job opportunities saying that he could get, you know, this amazing career going mm. for him. And I think Brack, you were 14, you know, you would have had an amazing yeah. career, but, you know, at 14, really? But that that's yeah. how... That's, that's how teenagers are. They want to skip and they, go yeah, forward, yeah, you yes, know. Yeah. They, they just it was like, a fast track, really. Yeah. So it how was, did they come into meeting in person? So while Spreck was on his school trip, Predator was constantly messaging him, obsessed with him, almost really stalking him. And once again, another lesson to teach our children. If somebody's, you know, showing coercive control, if they're constantly needing your attention, if they're not allowing you to spend time with other friends or other family, then there's something not quite right. But I think from Breck's point of view, he would have been sort of proud that somebody so clever was interested in in him. And and so there were nonstop messages. And basically, the predator said he had this opportunity. He wanted to tell Breck about it because he was sick and couldn't really continue with the work. And he wanted to hand it over to Breck. So that's when they made sort of arrangements to meet up when Breck came home from his school trip. So when Breck came home, it was his dad's weekend. 
And when his dad and the triplets picked him up, they noticed how happy he was because he had found sort of this new girlfriend at the uh, on the school trip. <laughs> and um, and in fact, he posted it on Facebook, which he never did because that's mm. where I used to live. It wasn't <laughs> yeah, like yeah. A, a cool guy yeah, place to yeah. hang out. And and sure enough, the predator hated it. He didn't want Breck to have a girlfriend or a friend. And then he basically had isolated him at, at that point and even sort of severed ties with the original boys who invited him into the gaming group. But Breck asked his uh, dad, "Can I go to my friends from you know from school?" And his dad said yes. So he asked, you know, for the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, in the morning on a Sunday, a taxi arrived in the drive and knocked on the door, collected Breck. You know, the, there were so many signs and, and people and things that, you know, myself included, that could have been done differently. Uh, two adults actually saw Breck get into that taxi at 7 a.m. in the morning and didn't question him. He never took taxis. We lived in town. And especially that early in the morning, you know, what the heck is a teenager doing up, yeah. you know, that Very early un- unless they have to mm. go to school or something. And so the taxi then trafficked him an hour away to the Predator's flat in the county where he had always lived. Mm. He hadn't ever moved to all these exotic places that okay. he claimed. Um, and the taxi had been pre-booked uh, and prepaid for. So Predator was making everything convenient, Very you know. Easy, yeah. And so... When Brett got there, I still wonder, didn't he notice that it wasn't sort of a millionaire's flat like this guy claimed to be, but he said it was his undercover work flat. And so Brett then sent a message to his dad later on asking if he could spend the night because they were upgrading his operating system. And his dad said yes. Um, His dad didn't question him because Brett hadn't misbehaved before. Mm. He still thought he was at his friends. Yes. yeah, And Brett hadn't done anything yeah. wrong before. I mean, the most wrong that I remember Breck doing was I'd buy four croissants for the kids, for the triplets and Breck, and Breck would eat two or three before anybody yeah, got yeah. A, a bite in edgewise. Uh, yeah, he loved his, I used yeah. to call him Brecky bread because he'd, yeah. he'd be by the bread bin just stuffing it in. And so though that was the kind of kid he was, that he wasn't somebody that you were thinking he was lying or you had to watch him. him. Yeah. And, you know, yet, of course, that's our job as a parent to protect and and watch. But I think... You know, I think it's important, too, when you look at weekend parents, maybe they aren't as used Mm. to um, checking on things. And and even grandparents are at carer's Mm. house. And that's why, you know, with our work, we promote everybody needs to know Mm. about this, not just Mm. the parents or the teachers. It's, you know, everybody needs to recognize the signs of grooming because there was no reason for him to be taking a taxi at 7 a.m. on a Sunday morning when nobody, you know, had really talked talked it through. So... um, Basically, the next morning, he just didn't show up at home when he was supposed to. And that's when his dad finally contacted me. And I started ringing around to friends who were then covering for him. Uh, Did they know where he was? They knew where he was, Mm -hmm. uh, but they were covering for him. And I do, when I speak to teenagers, I say, hey, you know, I I probably did it. You know, Mm -hmm. say you're at my house and we'll say you're at house. But actually, you know, somebody could have thought that through if they had learned about grooming, if they had heard this sort of story before. And so it was too late by the time I found out. Um, and sadly, this the person, you know, it was a psychopath who didn't value life and who did have a police record, even though he was only 18 years old. He mm-hmm. already was that dangerous. Uh, uh, so... If you're looking for a safe haven to express how you feel, share articles, photos, and memories of your loved ones, join the Grief Encounters Facebook group a place for support, compassion, and empathy for those grieving. Hold up. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. A lot can happen in the next 3 years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com. A police record site, you mind me asking for the same sort of thing or for different plenty so basically if the police had checked the records when I phoned you know and, and I always have to say this I've met hundreds and thousands of amazing police people mm. but the day I called my force um, they weren't trained and they weren't unfortunately I didn't get somebody who sort of cared because they didn't check the records like they said they would when they tried to look for his picture, they couldn't find it, but that didn't bring up this professional curiosity is why does a teenager, you know, hiding his identity? Um, in the end, uh, in the investigation, we found out he was known, he had sexually assaulted a 15-year-old when he was 15 himself, So, okay. and he had groomed a boy uh, when he was young as well, so he was predatory from a very young age. It was, I think it's his nature, which goes to, you know, I always say I don't think he should be released from prison. He's on a life license with a minimum of 25 years. But he wasn't sorry. He, he, he doesn't have remorse. And he tried to blame me, saying I was a bad mom. And Breck ran to him to, for solace. And, you know, it was a horrible accident. Um, so, I think you're an amazing mom. <laughs> that you had so much of what you talked about, that your instincts and your, you know, like it's actually really, like I find that very... Um, as a mom myself, you knew something was wrong and you were doing everything you were supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In terms of the grief that comes with that, because there's guilt in grief oh, in every... So... Mm-hmm. Um, have you found ways to cope, to to kind of um, to deal with that, that part of it? I think, you know, it is hard as a parent because, you know, your number one job is to protect mm. your child, to keep them safe. And in fact, at the end of my prayers, as I, I used to be religious, and I would say, and please let my children be healthy, happy, and safe. That's all mm. I wanted. I didn't care what they achieved in life as long as they were healthy, happy, and safe. Um, and I think you do feel really uh, immensely guilty, especially because I knew I just didn't know what to do. And that's why I think I have this drive to to share Breck's story because if I had heard me speaking if I had been listening to this podcast and my son was being groomed uh, or my child was being you know I was concerned in any way I would act in a different way than I had I worked at a school 
um, we had plenty of training on, on safeguarding children, but nothing to do with online issues. Mm-hmm. And so I think every school has to really provide this for, for their pupils, their parents, and their staff, because you never know when when something will be said and it's out in the air and somebody needs to hear it and act on it. And Because so, you don't know what to do. I mean, I think um, like you saying you didn't know what to do because you wouldn't know because there is there was no there. It's moving so fast yes. as well. That's the other part that like there's such new platforms, new mm. loopholes. You're also excluded from so much of yeah. it as mm. a parent. Mm. Like I know my son would have some friends over even and they'll all play together. Yeah. And it's sort of like... Oh, mama, I were in the sitting room today, this, yeah. and they and it's sort of like yeah, and I don't yeah. like I'm technical yeah. sort of, <laughs> but I'm not like I've no interest in gaming whatsoever. I don't get it. I don't get the appeal, but I am sort of so cognizant that it's sort of a yeah. something you have to completely watch, like and keep on touch of like this, from the same point of view like a year ago I used to check his phone every night mm. and he used to be like why are you checking my phone and I was like because I have to because I'm your parent and I need to <laughs> my see job. <laughs> that's what it is it's that's my what job. I tell my two year old every night when I'm giving her a bath this is my job I yeah, have to yeah. wash she's like I have to I have to wash you and feed you and put you to sleep we should have things. a formal yeah. job description <laughs> yeah, and instead exactly. of arguing with him we go sorry this, this is the law exactly it's my job the job. you have um, you just mentioned them there the triplets yeah. uh, Carly Chloe and Sebastian yeah. how are they now I think they're doing amazingly well um, it shows how I feel how much more resilient children are I mean it must be horrible and it is horrible to lose a brother or a sibling but it wasn't their fault so they don't have any guilt mm. and in fact I do say that they actually had they been educated in grooming and exploitation and they were in year seven if they mm. had had that education they could have helped but they don't have any of the guilt that, that I have and and also they didn't make the choice to, to, to create and, and have yeah. Breck you know so yeah. it's for me Breck is my belonging I don't know if that sounds yeah. weird yeah. well sure. I think you have something yeah. sad about it's your mine. kids they and, and I mean, honestly, for years, I didn't know if I could be a mom. And when, when he made me a mom, it, it, it was it is a miracle anyway, but it mm. felt like, you know, really special. So they don't have all that baggage. Unfortunately for them, they, you know, they went from being happy go lucky young little, you know, secondary school pupils to, you know, murder mm. and death and mm. police. And, and I think they really grew up quite quickly. And I think they will probably be a lot stronger than the average person because they had to also live through losing a normal acting mom. I was in bed for a year. I was couldn't drive for 18 months. I'm still not right, although I'm getting there, you know. Um, And, you know, sometimes I'll say, well, I'm sorry, mom's not how you know how mm. I used to be but I'm I'm trying but I, I can't be that person anymore and I'm will cl- you change there's uh, no yeah absolutely change back yeah and I'm trying to be more what I consider would be normal but you know when we go into a school and we're talking about their achievements and their assessments and all I think about is well what would Breck be doing right now and that's not fair to them mm. so I I sometimes go a bit quiet you know thinking stop it Lauren think mm. about the children that you do have that yeah. need you now and and I know, you know, I know they um, know I love them, but I hope they realize that that if I I think sometimes they think I think about Breck more because of my work. Mm. You know, it is Breck, Breck, Breck. And that's not fair on them. But they've been so supportive to me. I couldn't have done it without them. But your work on the flip side of that. And, and yes, they are seeing what any mother would be situated state that they would be in like which is very hard for for children to see, as you said. But they're all seeing the amazing work you're doing. They do say they're proud that I'm 
trying so hard to help other people. Because you really are helping other people. I mean, you know, if you could say that the one thing you'd want people to take away, the one piece of information, and maybe you can't whittle it down to something that's one thing or a few things, but that would be so vital when it comes to grooming and what people should know. What would you what would you say that is? Yeah, it is hard to come up with one, isn't yeah. it? I think, you know, use Breck's story and other children's stories as real life examples, as platforms for discussion. It's really hard to just start talking to your children about the do's and don'ts. But if you can mm. actually talk through a real story, what would you have done if you were Breck's friend? What would you have done if that you were Breck's mm. girlfriend? What would you have said to your teacher? Would you have told me if you were worried mm. about your friend? You know, really ask the what ifs, what would you have done? Because I think... You know, they'll know the right answers, but they need to dig in deeper to the sort of relationships and the emotions behind the concerns. And for parents, I think, trust your instincts. Police mm. say 90 percent of the time parents think there's a, you know, a, a problem that there probably is. And, mm. and I knew there was, but I, I just didn't know exactly what to do about it. So, Why do you think we don't like we the questioning your instincts thing. People thought I was paranoid mm-hmm. um, because especially I was talking about it all the time. And first I thought it was for something sexual. Then I thought it was radicalization. Oh, and I even then thought it was for hacking because he was teaching them so much about computing. Yeah. I thought he was going to get them to do some mass hack and they would um, you yeah. know, take the fall and he'd disappear yeah, to virtual use, thin use air. Them, yeah. I think they actually, especially because I'm not English and, and living in another country, I think they just thought... Gosh, she's a paranoid American hovering helicopter mm. worrywart parent. And I do think that even the police, when they heard my voice, thought, thought oh, God, you know, so paranoid. And I'm not I'm not paranoid. I, I, I felt it. But, uh, but I think now with your work and through, you know, the fact that as parents, we're becoming a bit more aware of the dangers of online grooming and what is out there. Do you sometimes think or do you sometimes get annoyed that if it had been now in 2019 that maybe you might have been taken more seriously? I think I would have been taken more seriously Mm. now. I do think people are talking about grooming more and I do think Breck's story has shown that boys can be groomed too, Mm. that the predator can be a teenager just like the other teenagers. I think there's so many lessons within one, you know, one story about, you know, taking concerns seriously, about following through with an investigation. I do think it would have been different. But in saying that, there will still be times when things fall through the holes. I don't know if you've seen one of my daughters was contacted um, on Snapchat by someone claiming to be the murderer's cousin. So we went straight. She was at the school at the time, burst into tears, freaking out because he was saying some really horrible things about digging up Breck's grave and taking his skull and smashing the tombstone and knowing where he was buried, listing the exact place. And she was at school. They drove her to the police station, called us, and we all met there, made the report. And then it felt like nothing happened yeah. because police and Snapchat uh, weren't collaborating. They weren't cooperating and it, they kind of blame each other. Well, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll help, but they have to do this and they have to do that. And so we're still in the process now. It's been three or four months, three months, um, and we had to really push. And I don't mm. think that we should have to push so hard no. to get the investigation through. I would think you would be first top of the yeah. line priority. Well, then uh, messages came through to her uh, from her own brother. So a new Snapchat account was opened in Breck's name with Breck holding her and talking to her. And it's creepy. You know, there Mm. were eyeballs. I'm watching you. I'll see you soon. And then from then then came in from uh, Danes himself, the murderer, 
you know, saying things like reenacting sort of what happened in the murder to my daughter, who doesn't actually probably know everything because she was only 12 when it happened. They even, the triplets told me now that they actually at bed would go to bed and and go on Google to try to find out more, which just breaks Mm -hmm. my heart because, you know, you can only tell that age child so much when Mm -hmm. you're hearing some really horrific Mm -hmm. details from the police, but they would go online to try to learn more. And so basically this this perpetrator, whether or not it is the murder or not, we don't know yet, but basically reenacting a, a lot of the scenes of the murder. So I don't know how an outsider would know so much. Yeah, well, surely they can trace the, they can trace. Unbelievably, uh, there are ways that people can set up so that it's you know, not easy to trace, but also Snapchat won't hand over the details because it's a US-based company. It has to go through 12 to 18 months of, of this process that involves a treaty. It's ridiculous. Mm. So with the recent white paper that came out earlier this week, that's one of the things that we want to be in the consultation is to make it easier for police to investigate. They don't mm. have time to, no, you know, to beg for evidence and they don't have time to waste if it is. See, we're worried if it is the murder, it, he should he should pay some extra time for, for being so yeah. horrific because mm-hmm. he's contacted me twice from prison before. Twice. How can he contact? If she, are they allowed? With the help. At home, they're not with, allowed phones. With the like, help. No, you know. he's not. They're not. Uh, so they found out that he was getting help from his family. So basically his family were posting for him on social media to harass and slander me. So this time it's against it's towards my daughter. I thought, well, maybe it's him again with the help of his mm-hmm. family. Um, the prison service have been helpful once we could get a hold of them. Police basically don't want to investigate because they're so busy and it's not good enough. We need, mm. you know, we need quick action. The Internet's quick. You know, we you need, need, we need the action. Yes. Yeah. And so um, basically this could be a family member, as they claim in, in the posts. But it also could be some random other psychopath mm. that mm. we need to almost be more worried about mm. because they're it means on the loose. One. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so when we said that to them, they said, well, you just need to have a security plan and, you know, get more alarm systems and get more cameras. And I'm like, putting it on you. Yes, yes. So I should hire my own security team because they don't want to investigate. And it's it's so frustrating. No, I was just going to say, like, it's sort of it seems to me that the whole laws around. I know in some countries you have to be a certain age to be on Snapchat, to have access to social media. But it just makes me wonder about the whole laws around social media in general and should there be an onus on the Facebooks, the the Twitters, the Snapchats, on them that if there is an issue, they immediately provide information and that is, otherwise they can't operate. That is the... Well, we have to get tougher on them, and this white paper is the first steps, and it is basically saying they can be fined if this goes mm-hmm. through. They can, you know, new laws that they're working on can be fined if they don't um, provide safe platforms mm-hmm. because the content that children, you know, we've seen with with suicide and self harming and mm-hmm. and Tara's uh, sort of content that and child exploitation, all of that needs to be pulled off straight away, and they have to figure it out. They can figure out how to get money, and they can figure out how to put on adverts. <laughs> they can figure out how to track us. They can figure, they it, can out. figure it out. Yeah, and so. So there's also talk of putting sort of a tax on them so that it would create money to to help run a, a regulator. Basically, we need a regulator to ensure that they are following their duty of care. It is their social responsibility. And, you know, they've been so successful, but the platforms weren't set up with children in mind from the start. Mm. And so we, we kind of have to backtrack now, but it has to be done. Mm. So I think this is the right time. And as PCC, we've helped with their campaign. It's called the Wild West Web, you know, to try okay. to, to just get more uh, laws and regulations put in place. And police need more power. Okay. They need to be able to get answers straight away. Mm. I think you're amazing. And I know that might sound sort of glib or whatever and it's not supposed to uh, in any stretch of the imagination I don't know 
I just think what you've been through and what you're now trying to do, I know I'm going to go home and have a very long talk <laughs> with my 13-year-old because it's actually made me feel that I don't know enough of what he's doing yeah. or who he's talking to or, you know, and it's sort of open. I would have thought I'd be a very on parent, but it's actually opened my eyes. Yeah, I think I think with Breck's story, there are so many elements. There was school vicars and school nurses and teachers and parents and, you know, this didn't know the right questions to ask, didn't Mm. know the right things to look for. And so we do need to share this, you know, further afield. Thank Thank you you. so much for joining us. I'm so sorry for your loss. Mm, Thanks. Mm. Thanks for your help sharing the awareness. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.